In Jesus' mighty name, we are free. Dear Lord Jesus, we are that you teach us your word today. As we look at divorce and control mechanism, open our eyes to the revelation of your word and help each and every one of us to do the needful. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. I ask for illumination upon as many that we have this message you go, that they will understand your word and take the right step to do the right thing so that we will not serve you in vain, so that we will be able to make heaven and reign and rule with you forever and forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Divorce and control mechanism. By the grace of God, this message will come out in part one and part two. So I want you to really follow carefully and share with as many people as possible. Now, what is divorce? Divorce me means separation. It's separation between legally married couple. It means was separation between legally married couple and is highly hated and opposed by God. Divorce, which is separation between legally married couple, is highly hated and opposed by God. So we are going to be looking at strictures right away without wasting much time. Giving us biblical evidences why God is against divorce. Number one, let's go to the popularly known scripture, which is Malachi 2.6. Number one, divorce is not God's perfect will. Number one, take note of the point. Divorce is not God's perfect will. Malachi 2.16 For the Lord, the God of Israel, said that he hated putting away. For the Lord, the God of Israel, said that he hated putting away. By the grace of God, but I'm going to be looking at more point. We start from verse 10 to 16. We're not going to see the reasons why God truly really hates divorce. Because he itemized them right from verse 10 into verse 16. So verse 16 now summarizes everything. That for these reasons, I hate putting away. I hate a man putting away his wife. Or wife putting away her husband. Let's go again to the book of 1 Corinthians. We have used that scripture before, but we just have to read it again for emphasis. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 10 to 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 10 to 11. And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. The, the Almighty God is speaking here, not Paul. And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband. This is a command. But... And if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife, period. Except you remain unmarried. That is the only way out. And it's very, very dangerous also to remain unmarried. Because remember, two heads, they say it's better than one. If one fall, the other will lift 
him or her up. And if two lie together, they receive heat. And of course, one which is a thousand, two, we put ten thousand to flight. So there are so many benefits associated with couple remain as one. This is the word of the Lord. So it's never the will of God for any man to put away his wife or any woman put away her horse band. Number one, is never the will of God. Except such a one will remain unmarried. Luke 16 verse 18. Luke 16 verse 18. Luke 16 verse 18. Whosoever putteth away his wife and marry another committed adultery. And whosoever married her that is put away from her husband committed word adultery. So this is why God is telling you, I hate divorce. Don't put your husband, don't put your wife away. Wife, don't put your husband away. Marriage is for better, for worse. The only condition a man can remarry or a woman can remarry is when the man dies or the wife dies. That is the only condition. Because there is room for remarry. Because the contract expires when any of the spouse dies. So number one, God is never divorced. It's not God's perfect. Please be patient with me. We're going to be running through so many scriptures so that we understand better. In that first Corinthians chapter 7, verse 27, also declare, Are thou bound unto a wife? Seek not to be loose. Are thou loose from a wife? Seek not a wife. That is the truth. If you are bound, you are bound. It's for better and for worse. It's for better and for divorce. It's not God's perfect will. But let me quickly establish a fact here. In a relationship, in any marriage, Anyone that initiates divorce is the one that commits sin against God. The second party is saved. Because, for instance, if it's the man that put the wife away, is the man that I've seen, is the man that I've seen against God, not the wife. The only duty the wife has is to remain unmarried to anybody as long as. And that husband that put her away is still alive. Because if she go and remarry, she become an adulteress. She become an adulterer, rather. So that's that is what you must know. So anyone who initiated is the one that commits sin against God. That fact should be established. Now, number two, mosaic error of bill of divorcement. Moses' error of bill of divorcement, because this is where a lot of people normally quote their scripture from, Deuteronomy 24, 1 to 5, that Moses in the Old Testament asked the children of Israel to give their wife letter of divorce if they know that they are no longer interested in the relationship due to one reason or the other. 
But Moses' walk in error there is never the will of God that any man should put his that any man should put his wife away. It's never the will of God. Moses did that in the Old Testament, the Bible says, because of the hardness, stubbornness, and rebellion of the children of Israel. So Deuteronomy 24, 1 to 5 is never from God. That bill of divorcement is from Moses. God has no hand whatsoever in it. So don't quote it to support yourself to divorce your spouse. And when God came in the New Testament, God condemned Deuteronomy 24, verse 1 to 5. He condemned it in totality. That it is never done and it is never the plan of God right from foundation. That you guys force Moses out of your selfish motive, greediness, covetousness, maybe for a second wife or for a young lady. You force Moses to give you or to permit you, rather, to give your wife a bill of divorcement. The right of exception is never the will of God. So if you walk on that trail, you'll be walking in error. Because the Bible did not hide anybody's mistake. It was a great mistake that Moses made in Deuteronomy 24, 1-5. It's never God. God did not ask him. God did not send him. Even the same God that told him that none of the children of Israel should marry from a foreign country. The same Moses still went ahead to marry a Midianitish woman that made Aaron to quarrel him, to fight against him. And because of that, Aaron was baptized, I mean, Miriam was baptized with leprosy. So Moses has his own flaws too. So that doesn't mean I should copy people's flaws. No, the Bible exposed every man strength and weaknesses. We are to put the weaknesses aside and go for the strength. That is it. Don't copy the weakness of any man from the Bible. Please go for their strength. In Matthew 19, 3 to 12, God condemned that Deuteronomy 24, 1 to 5, where Moses asked the children of Israel to give their wife bill of divorcement if they know that they are no longer entering the relationship due to one reason or the other. God said, no, it's never done right from inception. Matthew 19, 3 to 12. You see the same account again in Mark 10, 2 to 10. You see the same account in Mark 10, 2 to 10. But now I want to do Matthew 19, 3 to 12. And the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause or for any reason whatsoever? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God are joined together, let no man put asunder. Now, this is where we are going. They said not to him, why did Moses then command her to give a writing of divorcement and put her away? That's Deuteronomy 24, 1-4. You see the story there. Jesus answered. He said not to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, 
suffer you or allow you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And God the emphasis again in verse 9. And I say not to you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another committed adultery. And also marry her, which is put away, don't commit adultery. So it's so simple. God never supported divorce right from inception. It was Moses' error. It was, that's what I call it, mosaic errors of bill of divorcement. That's what I call it. It's an error. So you don't join people to walk in error. You must get out of error. It's never the will of God. They ask him the question and he answered them back immediately. It is never done. No way. He said, have you not heard right from the beginning that he that made them made them men and female and that for this purpose a man will leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife and they too shall be one flesh. He said, because of the hardness of your heart, because of the rebellions of their heart, because of their conversions, the greediness, or looking for a way of committing adultery. It's never the will of God. So don't work with that. Deuteronomy 24, 1 to 5. It was an error for Moses. Moses said it. God did not say that. God have clarified himself in Luke, in, in Matthew 19, 3 to 12, and Mark 10, 2 to 10. You see the account there. Number 3, divorce and the comment of Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit. So Apostle Paul himself is against divorce. Because the Holy Spirit spoke through him expressly. In Romans chapter 7, we are going to see now. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians 10, chapter 7, 39. 1 Corinthians 7, 39. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39. The wife is bound by the law. As long as her husband liveth. Look at that. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will. Only in the Lord. Only in the Lord. This is the word of God. Children of God, heavenly minded believer, please hear the truth. Don't let pastors out there deceive you. Anything anybody is telling you that you cannot trade to the word of God, run for your dear life. We are living in the world of deception. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married. To whom she will? Only in the law. That is why even though, as a woman, maybe your husband puts you away, and by so doing, you have not committed any sin anyway, you don't still have any right to go and marry another man as long as that man is still very much alive. But if the man dies, then you are free to go ahead and marry another person. Because the covenant that you signed, that two of you signed together, making the Almighty God your witness, is still very, very active. And you don't break God's covenant and say you are going to heaven. Or you are going to be commanding the devil. Because that's one of the reasons why prayer doesn't answer. You can't be living by separating yourself from your spouse. And you are the one that caused the whole thing. I say you are crying to God. I pray that God will show you mercy. 
Romans 7, for emphasis. Romans 7, 1 to 3. It's the word of God. I believe in using scripture to support whatever I am saying. I believe someone in the scripture. 1 to 3. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. How that the law had dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband, so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Emphasis. Emphasis. So let us know the scripture. This is coming from great apostle Paul through the voice of the Holy Spirit. We have saw the Almighty God is against it. That is number one. The Almighty God. See, divorce is not God's perfect will. It's against it. Two, the Lord Jesus Christ himself is against it. We see that in Matthew 19, 3 to 12. And I said the same is also in Mark 10, 2 to 10. Now, Apostle Paul again, in the mouth of three or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Now, I'm going to read now. Okay, why Jesus Christ now? Why did he hate divorce? Why did he hate divorce? We say it's not God's perfect will. Yes. What are the reasons? Why is it that it's not God's perfect will? I want us to look at it one after the other. We want to quickly run through it. Now, the text is in Malachi chapter 2, 10 to 16. Carry your Bible, try and read it meditatively. You will see all the reasons there why God said he hates divorce. So I call this this one as number four now, but it's going to be itemized maybe into number 10. It's four. I can call it four, one, four, two, four, three, four, just like that. So I want to understand. Now, number one, we are number four. Like I've said, so I call it four, one. Or I can call it A. I can call it A. I can call it 4A. It hinders the agenda of raising godly seed and generation. Before I read that, please, let's quickly go through it. Can some of us, we may not read, we may, we may not read it. Malachi 2, 10 to 16. Malachi chapter 2, verse 10 to 16. I want to make sure that I cover this aspect today. Malachi 2, 10 to 16. I want to see the reason why God said, I hate putting away. It's from verse 10 to 16. Have we not all one father? Had not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother? By preventing the covenant of our father? Judah had dealt treacherously, and abomination is committed in Israel. And in Jerusalem, for Judah had profaned the holiness of the law which he loved, and had married the daughter of a strange God. Talking about divorce there. The law will cut off the man that dwelt this. Are you seeing that? The master and the scholar. Verse 12. He said, The Lord will cut off the man that dwelt this, the master and the scholar, out of the tabernacle of Jacob, and him that offered an offering unto the Lord of hosts. 
And this have you done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and with crying out, in so much that he regarded not the offering anymore, or received it with good will at your hand. Yet ye see, wherefore, because the Lord had be witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, are you see now? Against whom thou hast dead treacherously, yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant, and did not he make both of you one? Ye had he the residue of the spirit, and wherefore one that he might seek a godly seed? Therefore take heed to your spirit, and let not deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. For the Lord, the God of Israel, said that he hated putting away. For one covering violence with his garment, said the Lord of hosts, Therefore take heed to your spirit that ye did not treasurously. This is it. When they, were, when they put their wife away, and God was angry with them, God refused, he rejected their offering. They started crying, weeping, okay, God, have to, God has to come in to tell them the reasons. That what you have done is wrong. I am a living witness to this marriage. Why are you putting away your wife and marry daughter of strangers? God now told them many things that will happen to them for putting their spouse away. I now summarize the whole thing by telling them, I hate putting away. So quickly, like I said, why is it that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Almighty, why is it that they both hate divorce? We say, number one, it hinders its agenda of raising world godly seed. You see that in Malachi 2, 15. And did not he make one, ye had he the residue of the spirit, and wherefore one that he might seek what a godly seed. That he might seek what a godly seed. So there's no way you can raise godly children for God. If spouse are separated, there's no how you can raise godly seed. It's a home that is not in order. It's a home that is in unity. That can raise godly children for God. And if you get married and you didn't raise up godly children for God, one will only, I pray you will not, you, you, you will not succeed in raising children for her fire in Jesus' name. Because it, it, it pains God. The purpose of marriage, one of the purposes of marriage is to raise godly children, godly generation for God. That will take the mantle, that will take the battle to the gate of the wicked ones. So what is the purpose of going into marriage if one is going to raise children for her fire? If one is going to populate her, what is the purpose? God, God, God hates it. You will not raise children for her fire and in Jesus' name. Because if husband and wife are not sitting together, it will be very, very hard for your children to become godly. It will be very hard for your children to follow the path of the Lord. If in America we see a lot of cases of divorce, government will come and take the children away and they will just spoil the life of those children. They will become weapon in the hand of the devil. So this is what God says, I hate it. You can only raise children in the atmosphere of love, unity. Between husband and wife. I hate putting away. You can never regulate children for the Lord if you are not in unity. Separation. With children to live waywardly, they become hooligan, they become drug addict, all kind of things. Number two. He said you profane, you, you profane his holiness. You profane, yes, you profane his holiness. And without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. You see that in verse 11. He said, Judah has dead treacherously and abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the holiness of the Lord, which he loved and had married the daughter of a strange God. So you profane the holiness. Marriage is a holy institution. 
So when divorce come in, the next thing you see is unholy living, unholy relationship. You see the woman that can go out to sleep around, the man go ahead, do whatever he like. You profane the holiness of God. And without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. No man can see the Lord. It's not, it's, 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 it's not play. It's a serious matter. It's a serious issue. Number three, you get married to the daughter of strange God. That is it. It's in that verse 11. Because when God gives you your partner, that is the person that is suited, that is suitable and best for you. So when you put that partner away outside the will of God and marry another outside the will of God, you are married to a strange woman as far, or a strange man as far as God is concerned. If you don't marry God's perfect way, you are married a strange personality. That is all the truth. A strange woman is not just a woman or a strange man is not just a man that is sleeping outside his marital home. When you marry outside the will of God, to a woman, to a man, God has not given to you. You are simply married to a strange man or a strange woman, and strange begin to happen. That's why you don't go into marriage without seeking the face of God. Find that, pray out your life, and make sure you hear clearly from God. If at all there's separation, your wife, your husband put you away, or your wife put you, pray until that man, that woman, come back. If anybody has stolen your husband or your wife, that person deserves death sentence. God, that person want to kill you too. I don't find your hand. As a man, your wife is your property. You must know that. As a man, your wife is your property. Vice versa. So if somebody wants to come and steal your property from you, stop that person. If the person has taken the command, the person to drop dead. And take your property and take your belonging back. Not that for you and I'll be looking. We're talking about issue of life or death here. That's number three. Then number four. It is an abomination in the sight of God. It is an abomination. You don't do it. It says Judah, the treacherously, and an abomination is committed. See that? That was an abomination. It's committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the holiness of the Lord. May you not profane the holiness of the Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Somebody cannot be walking in abomination and say he's going to heaven. It doesn't work like that. The purpose while we are on earth is to labor and secure eternity. It's not to secure hellfire. You must understand why you are alive. You must understand why you are born again. The purpose of your being born again is to win soul for Jesus Christ on earth. At the end of the day, you make heaven. As for what God will eat with God that promised that is going to provide it for us. And after those seek for the kingdom of God and Christ shining, all of that thing will be added to you. So you must know the reason why you are on earth. You are on earth today as a child of God to whistle for God and to make sure that you make heaven. Because God forbid that having binding Satan to make him. Do you want to go to hell with witches and wizards? With occultists? With higher killer, with kidnappers? God forbid. So you must make up your mind that nothing scatter your home. Anything that wants to scatter that thing, die in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a man, if you are a woman, any straight man, any straight woman, have taken away your husband or your wife from you. I decree as a servant of God that even personality repent now or perish in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And you that you are doing well in your home, more love, more unity in your home in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Any home that passes storm, that storm cease now in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Number five, God. We cut them off that are involved in this. 
Because he will call them, that's verse 12. And the Lord will cut off the man that doeth this, the master and the scholar, that are those that are also part to read. Because we have people today that encourage couple to separate, separate. Hey, the Bible says, do not follow money to come and see. God will not only judge those that are doing it, even those that are interested, those that are promoting it, those that are encouraging people to do it. So if you are a specialist in separating company, but even when you are a lawyer, be careful. The Bible says what God has put. Let no man, if you are a lawyer, better stay away from separating couple. Don't put your hand on. Because you are playing with divine judgment from God. If you cannot make couple to stay together, pray for them. Don't separate them. Don't ever. Don't ever. If you are a lawyer, don't ever put couples away. Don't let something be from you. Don't do it. Because God is going to cut them off that are involved in it. Both the scholar and also the initiators. That is number five. Number six. Your services and sacrifice to God will be rejected. That's what God said. Because he will not, he will, he will not, he will not receive the sacrifice of the people. Mind you, I'm talking about someone who is the one that initiated and the one that brought it to pass. So if you are a woman, your husband divorced you, you are not the one that divorced your husband, you are saved. The one that is behind this is one that God is dealing with. So if you are the one that put your wife away, you better go and reconcile. Fear God now. Because this same book will be open to rob before the kingdom of heaven. It's the word that will judge us, whether we make heaven or hell. May you not go to hell in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So your services and sacrifice to God will be rejected. You see that in verse 13. And this have he done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping, and with crying out, in so much that he regarded not the offering anymore, or received it with goodwill at their hand. Don't send the offer to God that God will ever receive. Until you do restitution. It's the word of God. Number seven. You betray God as your witness. That is betrayal. Divorce is treachery. It's betrayal of trust. Therefore, any man who divorces, any man who divorces is treacherous, is perfidious, untrustworthy. So now you betray the trust of God. God has entrusted that woman to your hand. He has betrayed that man to your hand. That both of you will acknowledge them for him so that I can have more vessels that will serve him, that will spread the fire of evangelism all over the places, bombard the kingdom of darkness. I pray for you. You will not fail God in Jesus' name. Your marriage will not fail God. I will not fail God. My marriage will not fail God. With the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you betray God as your witness. You see that in verse 14. Yet you say, Wherefore? Because the Lord had the witness between thee. And the wife of thy youth, against whom thou had dead treacherously, you betray the trust of God. You become unworthy servant when you get yourself involved in it. You must understand this revelation is the word of God. Number eight. Number eight. You break a holy marital covenant and vow. You have broken the covenant you made to your spouse before the Almighty God. And the judgment of that is, is terrible. When you break covenant, you break your vow. Exodus chapter 5, 4 to 6, the Bible says God will be the one that will destroy the work of their hand. Those that break his covenant and his vow. Say God himself will destroy the work of their hand. So you must fear the word of God 
I don't join anybody to separate what God has put together. You need to be afraid of your God put something together. You now say you want to separate. Are you, are you not even afraid of God? Do you know who is God? The one that knows everything about, about our life. The one that spoke and the earth opened mouth and swallowed that Quran and everything that pertains to, to them. The God that swallowed all the enemies of Daniel in the, in the den of Lyon. The God that parted the Red Sea. The God that, the God, the God that sent thunder from above to devour the Philistines. Fear ye not him. Don't break his covenant. Verse 14. Yet you say, wherefore, because the Lord has been witnessed between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion and not the wife of thy covenant. Wife of your covenant. Don't do it. Because God will not take it lightly. Divorce is dividing what God has joined together. You divide it. And no man has power to separate or disjoin what God has joined together. You don't have the power to do it. Run for your dear life. Number nine. He says you cover yourself with garment of violence. Blood stain. Come on, you put the woman away. She begins to bleed within her heart. You cover your hand with blood stain. You kill her spiritually. Imagine a woman that have labored for you all the day of her life. Suddenly, you come from nowhere. You put her aside. You carry another woman. And you think she'll be happy. You better return back to your wife. Anywhere she is, man. And a woman, if you are the one, you better return back. Because it's vice versa. We have seen a place, a man will labor for a lady. We send her to university. They are married. As soon as the woman ah, I'm no longer interested in that marriage again. You better return back. So that you don't end up in hell. God is angry with whosoever put his spouse away for just no reason. We are going to be reason. We are going, by part two, we will see solution to divorce. Part two, the solution to divorce. Because this is divorce and control mechanism. Now we are showing you reasons why you must not do it. It's God. You see that in verse 16? Verse 16. For the Lord, the God of Israel, said that he hated putting away. For one covered vowless with his garment. That is vowless. Because it has violence. You cover yourself with violence. Garment of violence. Say the Lord of hosts. Say therefore take heed to your spirit. That ye do not. Don't try it. Do not. Do treacherously. With the wife of your youth. When you do it. It's like someone who cover. His garment. His soul with violence. And violence cannot enter heaven. Violence of unholiness, unrighteousness. Number 10 is the clamor. Marriage is making two individuals one. To divorce means a person dividing himself into two. It is suicidal. It's like you, it's like you commit suicide. Because marriage is making two individuals to become one flesh. So to divorce means a person. Dividing himself into half. Into half. That's what you've done to yourself. It's like you divide yourself into half. When you put your spouse away. And now can half a man be entire heaven. Can understand? Marriage is make it individual one. To divorce means a man dividing himself into half. It is suicidal. It's like someone commit suicide. Before I go further, I know people have so many reasons. I stand to be corrected. 
I'm a servant of God. So are the ten reasons why God is divorced. Now, what is the solution to divorce? Or why divorce? The reason why people divorce is unfaithfulness. Unfaithfulness to our marital responsibility. Simple. No more, no less. Unfaithfulness to our marital responsibility. You can go back and listen to marriage builders. We say there that wife, submit to your own husband. Obey your husband. That is your assignment. Obedient to your husband. Woman, that is your role. Leave your husband alone. Whether he perform his own role or not, you perform your own role. And don't be a blame thrower. Focus on yourself. Do what God asks you to do. And you, man, love your wife. That is one assignment. Love your wife. How to love your wife has been explained under home builders. Even as Christ loved us, he gave himself a rush. So give your life to that woman. And woman also give your life to your husband too. Be ready to lay down your wife. Be ready to lay down your life for each other. It's the word of God. Obey it. Take for instance now. A factory where they are produced maybe Montana. Somebody is to release the liquid inside the bottle. Is that not so? Another person is to seal it. Another person is to pick the bottle inside carton. Another person is to arrange the carton in warehouse. So if each of these stages, if anyone should break down in the production line, there will be confusion in the factory. You will not be able to get the finished product at the end of the while because just one line, one stage is missed out. So the same thing happens at homes when we are not performing our role. That's what happened. If we will perform our duty, there will be little or no problem in our home. That is, that's the reason. Unfaithfulness to our marital responsibility. Unfaithfulness to our God-given assignment at home. That's why there is that. For if we are faithful to it, if we obey God, there will be little or no problem. And wife, pray for your husband. Husband, pray for your wife. When you point your finger to your husband's weakness, the remaining four is pointed to you. We are not experts. We are God called us to build together. So let's pray for one another. When we take our problem before God in prayer, God we always solve those problems. By the grace of God, part two, we look at solution to divorce. What is the way out? I pray for you, as many of you listening to me, all over the world, May the peace of God continue to reign in your home in the name of our Lord Jesus. Your marriage will not take you to hell in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And any home that is troubled all over the world will say peace into that home in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are joining for the first and say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I open my heart to you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my God and be my Savior. Forgive all my sin. Write my name in the book of life. Grant me grace and mercy. To serve you faithfully until the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Don't forget, join Bible Believing Church. Read your Bible and obey the word of God. Please, I'm begging you, share this word with as many people as possible. A lot of whom are troubled because people they don't know the truth of the word of God concerning their own. Don't forget, don't miss the part two solution to divorce. And they also will be taking some time also to pray for our marriages and for our brothers and sisters. Maybe somebody has stolen their husband or their wife from them so that they will return back home. Remain blessed and heavily minded 
and rapturable in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't forget our watchword, marriage is honorable in love and the bed is undefined. Womogan and adulterer, God will judge them.